I got 24 ounces of aroma shows in a back of all my game. I just toured the states for like 40 dates and I just touched back in Maine. I sold more records while I was gone than anybody I know. I got them having cows, I can't hold my horses and I'm feeling Welcome like Welcome to episode 53 of Goat Radio emanating from the Goat Cave. I'm your host, Michael Sprague. That was Joseph Roy. Let's go. He is Andrew Leahy. Yo, yo, yo. And today we'll make the call on who's the greatest of all time MLB catcher. But first, thank you to Spose for the intro music. You can catch him on Spotify and iTunes just like Goat Radio. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help spread the goat word. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all your other podcatchers. But Age of Radio is the place we call home. Please help support the podcast by visiting ageofradio.org slash goatradio and shopping with our affiliated partnerships at the Bazaar. If you're interested in interacting with us and voting on any of our topics that we have, then check us out online. First, our Facebook business page is facebook.com slash goatradiopodcast. And you can join our fan group, facebook.com slash groups slash goat radio podcast and follow along with us at uh, twitter and instagram at goat underscore radio speaking of social media uh real uh, touch on something real quick before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes here um this is the first episode episode 53 of i guess the next cycle of a full year for us Well, uh, we touched on last week our, some of our favorite moments and episodes from the podcast. But now let's look forward to the future. Uh, what are some things that we see kind of going differently and are hoping to either change or implement as we go forward with the podcast? Um, I can tell you one thing. I know that uh, we started this, we went away from it, and then we did it at the beginning of the year, but I'm hopeful that we can implement more fan-voted episode content uh, so that we can, uh, you know, talk about what the people want us to talk about. Hell yeah. I love it. Always good getting uh, audience interaction, and we definitely want to hear what you guys want so we're not boring you. Yeah. And we're going to try to expand our social media efforts, maybe go into some new territory. Maybe we need a Pinterest. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Interesting. It's uh, it's a thought. <laughs> it, it, it's a thought. And uh, last but not least, look forward to our uh, quarterly bracket episodes. We seem to have some good success with those last year, kind of around the holidays. Uh, we're going to try to do some different topics that aren't necessarily themed around any specific event, but maybe some some big marquee subject that we don't think that we can cover in just your standard episode. So... Uh, We'll look for those on a quarterly basis. That'll really get you guys involved voting to see uh, who moves on to the next round. So, All right, last week we talked about the greatest of all time girl groups. Big winner, Destiny's Child. And guess what? Didn't hear anybody arguing with us online last week. I actually think that um, after the um, Pepsi halftime show that... Uh, Shakira should have just been like in her own group. It should be like five Shakiras, and they all just make that tongue sound. That should go. Oh god, that'd be overwhelming. That? After the uh, Super Bowl, my wife sent me a video that she found. It was Shakira doing that tongue thing, and then a picture of a goat doing. Oh, it looked, it looked almost exactly the same. I think of that um, that weird like techno disco dude. 
the bald head and ha 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 you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely you, no clue. The moment I'm not going to do it right now on the You're end. talking about Moby? It's not Moby, no. He can be stomped by, no. <laughs> um, no, I'll show you after the show. Right, it's, I'm it's, so it's, lost. The, the, the moment you see it, you're going to be like, oh, that guy, that's stupid. But Shakira Fair. did it better. Shakira. <clears throat> yeah, we, we want to give any thoughts. So, we did, so girls group, Destiny's Child 1. People seem to agree that uh, Beyonce is the best singer to come from a girls group as well. Um... But last week's that's not the only thing that happened. We also had a bonus episode about the Super Bowl, and guess what? I think we all had Kansas City winning. Yeah. Yeah? We had heart and head picks, essentially, was what I told everybody. I, I wouldn't put all my money on any t- either team, and San Francisco was winning with seven minutes to go. Kansas City did their third ten or more point comeback in a row, just in the playoffs alone. Very impressive win from Kansas City. A little controversial on the MVP status thing, but kind of proves Mike's point that I think that quarterback just gets the MVP. Unless it was someone who was an absolute stand-up. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought it was a pretty good Super Bowl. <coughs> the whole game was competitive. Yeah. Very uh, very on par to what we were hoping for. I, was, uh, I made some money. Yep. Felt good. There you go. Andrew and I were together, and we um, we, we watched the whole thing, and it was just like a solid Played game. Pool. Played the pool. Uh, found out that Leahy's a shark. You and won. I, <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't a shark. I'm just saying you're pretty good. I did have that one. Like I did have the first game where I knocked in all the balls before Joe could knock in any of his. That was nuts, and I was like, okay, this is stupid. <laughs> like, insane. I did not know. I, I think I had like one or two shots in between. And I didn't have a single ball, and he hit every single ball in. Canned the eight ball, and was like, all right, let's go again. Never would ever play another no, game better never, than that one. Nope, never did. Um, we decided that it was just a solid game. There was no controversial call that changed the dynamic of the game. There was no much of anything like that. It was more just solid football and a good comeback from Kansas City. It was good. I'll, I'll tell you what was solid. Chicken wings I ate. Oh, Tell me more about Gaga's uh, chicken wings. Oh, dude, I'll tell you. They were baked in Coca-Cola. How do you do that? You just literally dump like a, a yeah. liter of cola, like a Farva, on yeah. top of the chicken wings, and yeah. you bake them in that? Yeah. It doesn't make them... Can they crisp up? No, they come out... That's like the fall-off-the-bone kind of wing. I don't know. I'm a, I was a big fan. <clears throat> I'll have to let you try them next time. I would almost think I'd want that, but then to put it back in the oven for like two, three minutes to crisp them up just a little bit. Put them in, just like flash fry them. Just flash fry them, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Sounds awesome. All right. Hold on, do we have a letter grade for the Super Bowl? If you had to give the Super Bowl as a whole a letter grade. Give it a B. Kind of a rookie score, but I was definitely not disappointed. I definitely learned that Jimmy Garoppolo is like not fit to win a Super Bowl just yet. Uh, B minus. B minus. Oh, it was a solid game, but and the the comeback was kind of exciting. But it there were some boring parts in the beginning because it was a little bit on the slower side to start off. And uh, I was rooting for the the Forty Niners comeback, even though I had said I thought Kansas City was going to win because had it played out, would have <clears> won three hundred and fifty bucks. Fair. So. Yeah, I. Uh, I would have. Would have. Not like last year where you won some cash. A thousand bucks. Thousand. You won a thousand dollars last year? Yeah. 
That was the most exciting part of that freaking Patriots Super Bowl. Like, jeez. Yeah. yeah, I would give it a B plus. Uh, We're so original. I thought it was a very entertaining game. There's nothing really that that was negative to take away from it. Uh, the fact that I won money probably makes it more of a B plus than a B minus. But uh, definitely not one of the worst Super Bowls we've had in the last ten years. But definitely not the best. No. Very right in the middle. Yeah. It was good to. Um, for a homer pick to not like you know passed on the Super Bowl like what do you do like you go we went to our friend's house and sat back it was like it was nice to actually enjoy a game where you don't have a horse in the race too it's a lot less stressful yeah you just said oh, you totally. had like, you had cash well you had cash down but like yeah it was like seventy five bucks though. yeah it was okay like no, seventy five hundred dollars is a lot of money to put down buddy I mean it's eh, a big wallet <laughs> it's a big you know ass. me. Not me. Big so, okay, good game. Good game. Something else big happened this week, and I want to give uh, give Joe his chance to talk about it. We're big Red Sox fans on this <coughs> podcast. Joe's wearing a Red Sox shirt. I'm wearing a Red Sox hat. Leahy's uh, Red Sox underwear. Got Red Sox yeah. underwear on. Yeah. You could have my tattoos. Uh, Joe, the Red Sox traded away Mookie Betts, David Price, to the Los Angeles Dodgers, and in return. We got two prospects. Well, one's major league ready, prospect and a and a right fielder with team control. Alex Verdugo <clears throat> and uh, Bruce Dar Gratterall. Yep, something like that. I like how you said his name well correctly, and it's just his name is a little different. So you have to be like Gratterall, right? It's not even that we, you know, don't exactly know who the guy is. It's like it's it, it's Gratterall, right? <laughs> the pronunciation thing. So, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling right now? A day removed. <clears throat> so this day was coming. Mike and I specifically have been prepared for this for like two years now. Mike has been the one to tell me over and over and over again, like, this is this is going to happen. You know, Mookie Betts is... Since uh, probably his third year of arbitration, maybe even younger, said, I'm going to test free agency if things don't work out. I'm going to test free agency, and he has every right to do so. It's it's any player, my, me too. When, when you know, we hit podcast free agency, Andrew's free to look wherever the hell he wants to look. I've had a few offers. Yeah, it, and I assume really that our offer wasn't, you know, mm. you were a prospect in our system, but we should just sell you for like, two weirdos. So, <clears throat> oh, more two weirdos, two not weirdos, even one. Yeah. So, let's go. Like overall, kind of summarize because I could go on about this for like an hour. I've done a lot of thinking about it. Twitter was a very dangerous place last night. Very oh, dangerous. Yeah. It depends on your. You have to go in if you're going to go on Twitter, social media. Anyone listening right now, you need to have your own opinion before you go in. <laughs> well, I did, and I almost got swayed because yeah. I went in with a more <clears throat> positive outlook on it. Yeah. And then I searched bets and price on Twitter's search yeah, bar. Bad. Yeah, it was not good. Bad. Yeah, I avoid that. Because there's two things that are going to happen. You're going to have Red Sox, homers, myself, and I and I always have been. I, I'm I'm proud, honestly, to like defend the way that I think about the Red Sox. Um, just sky is falling, right? It's it's a rebuild. I I don't believe it's a rebuild. We'll get into that later. <clears throat> or you're going to get the guys who are physically just like thinking that they're like these all-star GMs who understand what they're doing and, oh, we could have gotten this. Oh, we should have gotten that. Oh, the Red Sox are cheap. Oh, Mookie's a traitor. Oh, Mookie is an asshole. Mookie's not any of that. Mookie is a, like, he probably liked it in Boston. He probably loved winning an MVP in Boston, four-time Golden Gloves, Silver Slugger, League MVP, World Series Champion, but, like, it's a business, too. Like, 
gonna make yours if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be worth um you know Mike Trout money or maybe even just a little bit less it's still a lot of money you're gonna go for that gotta um, get your bag bro you gotta get your bag bro as um shout out Dallas Braden for uh breaded up chicken titties breaded up chicken titties couldn't even say it right yeah <laughs> say it right yeah I missed it cause I was gonna say bread up chicken tenders Andrew and I had chicken tenders for dinner um <clears throat> the trade itself so it's David Price it's centered around Mookie Betts but David Price was the, the the reason it got pushed through they were able to take on a lot of that contract mind you we need to understand that we did push what was it 48 million dollars 48 million dollars that way yeah, we, we did it was a half we, we covered half of David Price's salary which is I guess is better than paying his full salary so there's that you give up Mookie Betts generational talent that, that that really it hits hard because he was homegrown and he puts asses in seats but we ended up getting bad at this Verdugo kid who's pretty damn good. He's injured right now, but I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. He batted almost to 294 last season at the second half of the season. 12 homers. Um, pretty good. Decent right fielder. Maybe not. Got a cannon for an arm. Got a cannon for an arm. So or the, he was the centerpiece of what the Red Sox got bad. The big thing was we get rid of Mookie. <clears throat> because if he walks in free agency, we get nothing. But we get nothing. Draft pick compensation, and then we don't lose David Price's contract. And you know, David was great in the eighteen World Series. He clinched the Dodger series, and then the World Series himself, essentially, essentially. And he's been so injured the last couple of years that his contract is just not worth it anymore. We got to get rid of it. We end up getting the say his name. Uh, Bruce Dark. Bruce Dark. He's like 21 years old. I don't even think he's 21. I think he's 20. 20 he's 21. 21 years old. And he has a 100 mile per hour sinker. Jesus. Lord Atlanta. It is really pretty to watch. I was... My knee-jerk reaction was I was really, really pissed off because I feel like you trade away the second best player in baseball. You gotta get back something. Something that's gonna be like really valuable. But you're only giving away a second best player in baseball one year contract and dumping salary. So you kinda have to take that hit of uh, what are you gonna get back? We ended up only getting two prospects back in just these two guys. And the salary relief. <clears throat> and and salary the salary relief. relief, which is big. That was their big thing. High Bloom wants to get un- not just even just High Bloom because even when Dombrowski was here, they were like, We need to get under the cap. We just talked about last year when the Red Sox were you know, blowing 32 saves in the season. Like, they need to get under the cap because if they're not going to win, then why are we going to pay? It's a 50%. Yeah, after you're over the tax for three years, it's 50%. So if you're over the luxury tax for three straight years, <laughs> the Red would Sox would have qualified. Year. Exactly. Yeah. They would have paid 50%, and that's how much money? Uh, it depends upon how much you're over. Give me just an example for that. If they were if they were fifty million over the luxury tax, they and they're paying twenty five million. million. So you're literally wasting just twenty five million dollars, which is two million dollars less than what Mookie Where Betts is go? making this season. It, no, it goes into people's pockets. It goes to the league. It literally goes to nothing. That's great. They don't even they don't even put it to charity yeah, or anything. Charity or something. That's one of the reasons why people are like, okay, so like the luxury tax is great if you're winning World Series. The luxury tax is not great the third year and we gotta get underneath it. We got rid of a shit ton of money by not keeping Mookie. Yeah. Mookie bets, you know, I I wanted to do like a thank you to him, like for everything he did for the Red Sox. There's still a chance he comes back, though. Don't want to hold on to that, obviously. Next year, George Springer is also a free agent. And 
I don't don't pull my leg when it comes to George Springer. I fucking love George Springer. So yeah. like I'd be wicked down with the, trying to acquire him. Yeah. But Mookie has a chance to come back too. So he's gone, gonna go to LA, has a chance to win another World Series this season. They're easily second favorites right now. Is it gonna happen? Probably not. They're gonna probably gonna choke again. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, thank you. Two C's. If I have to give it the the trade itself, there was more to it that I'm not gonna get into the not the Jock Peterson side or the that Mayeda kid. Uh, yeah, just real quick. I sure. Mean, the the Dodgers were they? I think they did a lot of work in this trade more than than Heim Bloom did to organize the fact that they had to do a trade with the Twins and a trade with the Angels to yeah. kind of make it all work. So yeah. There was a there was a, there was a nice them. amount. They, they, it is props to the Dodgers too because that's a that trade was. Intricate. You know what's so. funny is they took on Mookie Betts and David Price, and they're still under their luxury tax. And they're still under their luxury tax, and they still have Jeter Downs and that Lux kid. Yeah. They didn't even have to give up two of their top, I think their top ten prospects. Right. So they have their two top ten prospects. They still have, like, Max Muncy and Cody Bellinger and their pitching staff besides Ryu, but they get David Price in return. If David Price is healthy... There's the potential. Is it going to happen? Maybe not. Not in Andrew Leahy's eyes. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <clears throat> but, I mean, um, a healthy David Price is just as good as that Ryo dude. He is. David healthy. Price is going to miss more starts than he'll actually make. Um, yeah. Maybe. I actually, and I would never wish ill on Mookie Betts. I'm a Mookie Betts fan before a lot of things. Just like I'm a John Lester fan, because when they fuck that all up. Oh, Lester. Um, <laughs> I hope Mookie has a drop in production this year. So he's a lot fucking cheaper when he tries when they try to make an offer for him next year. Because right now, last thing I want to say, I kind of hot the mic on this one, is this year Mookie commands his own shit. He says, 10 years, $300 million. He can easily say, nope, I want 12 420 That's annual average value of $35 million. It's not the money, people. It's the years that you're looking at. So you're paying Mookie until he's 39 years old. And he probably doesn't want to get Dustin Pedroia because everyone shouts out Dustin Pedroia's name for being old and injured because of what he did for the Sox. He's still getting paid. He's at 27-ish. Yeah. Now, next year... He can't say that. If someone says, oh, here's 10, 300 million, and Mookie says no, they could be like, all right, dude, bye, go find it somewhere else. He might not find that anywhere else. He needs to take the highest bidder at that point. He can't, he doesn't warrant his own contract at that point. Do we see him um, in a similar way that we saw like uh, Harper and Machado, kind of how they took forever to sign in free agency? No. Yep. I, I, I think no, because I don't think, and this is my opinion, that. Mookie isn't like a social media guy. I don't even he has social, but like he hasn't been on in. I think it's like run by like the Boston Red Sox. Machado and Harper are both like attention whores. Like not wrong. So the Machado out of all of them, Machado is a human piece of shit. Okay, just you're not wrong. Okay, his contract is disgusting. He is so bad. He didn't even make the All Star game last year. The basic shit. Hey, you're going to make $300 million? Make the All-Star game for us, buddy. Nope, couldn't even do that. And fucking Padres Brown, what a loser. <clears throat> Bryce Harper also digressed last season. Yeah. Doesn't make the Mookie Betts thing look any better if we would have signed them. I don't think he parades around and says, where am I going, guys? I think Ken Rosenthal has a fucking boner about it, like he did yeah. for the past two months, which every day was just annoying. 
Oh, what's happening this week, guys? Padres happening. Nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> over and over again. It's not Mookie that's doing it. It's media pushing it. So, overall, Drake Rabe, I'll give it, like, a C. Because, like, the Dodgers get an A if they don't keep Mookie in the offseason, which they're not going to, I don't think, anyways. Um, they, I'd give them, like, a C- minus if they don't win the World Series. Retroactive grade. If they don't win the World Series, though, they they did what they had to do. They did keep Jeter Downs, that Lux kid, whatever. If they don't win the World Series and they lose Mookie Betts, why do it? If you're not going to win a World Series or keep it. Fenton's got to take risks to try to win championships. Shoot. You have any thoughts, Leahy? Sorry about that, guys. On what? On Mookie? <laughs> uh, it's sad that he's gone, but, I mean, it makes the most sense. Why hold on to something that's not guaranteed to come back when you can get profit <clears throat> for it? now like why do you why would you want to try to go for broke uh, especially considering their roster is not phenomenal yeah where like i'm in a chat with a bunch of dudes and we're considering taking the red Sox under this year just because their roster isn't great and it doesn't look very uh, it's not looking any better day by day we still don't have a coach we still don't have a fucking closer our starting pitching staffs like swiss cheese but i mean overall I'm happy to get young pieces back. I'm always happy to get young talent. Controlled pieces. Too. Yeah, to get young talent into the uh We're paying the that system. Verdugo kid, like, the league minimum. He, the Verdugo kid is the best part of the trade because he only makes $560,000. Yes, people, that's right. I didn't say million. I said thousand. We're talking about millions for Mookie Betts. We're talking about a kid who, if he can, if he can hit 300 or 290 and get, like, 20 home runs... And be in front of J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, uh, that's not a terrible ROI. That's not a terrible return on investment, honestly, because if you're setting up the offense like this kid might, that's what they're looking for here is a little bit of production. It's not going to be MVP caliber. Well, not, the, well, maybe. but I think the other thing is, like, <clears throat> you get back you're, – you're starting pitching shit. So you get back at least something that could be the future, could fix that, that, that yeah. starting problem – starting pitching problem – and on top of it, he's young and has potential. At least we're trying to fix that for the future. So, I mean, if we don't fix it now, at least there's a process of moving forward. Um, and also, freeing up money and getting off a shit contract like David Price is always a good thing if you're not winning. So, True. For me, I'm, I'm happy that the uh, the media rumor swirl is, is over now. That was the big thing, yeah. talking about it every day. It was hard. Um, so I am sad that Mookie's gone, but I just felt like it was inevitable, so... Uh, here we are. It's a new a new day as a Red Sox fan. We'll see what happens in 2020. <clears throat> the pitcher's not going to be a starting pitcher, by the way. No way in hell. He'll I be like a relief pitcher. No, I think he's going to start. He's he gonna... started last year for the... I... One, he, one game, but he also wasn't up on the roster for very long. It's going to be interesting, and I'm not sure, because I just learned about this kid yesterday. If you're throwing 100 miles per hour, you're going to blow something out at some point if you're starting every fourth game. Chris Sale. Chris Sale is... Very scary right now. I mean... You're and I'm a Chris Sale diehard, and I'll die on that fucking hill. Your but. goal is to have, like, <clears throat> six pitchers at least, so, like, you don't have to have people pitching every day. And right now, um, it's not. Or, you, like, you have right a five-pitching rotation, and you alternate, get a guy a break every, like, 
fourth week. Right. Yeah. So they like tried it, doing that last season too with yeah, both price and sale, but then it wasn't yeah. working because they weren't winning. They were putting up, they were putting up quality starts, lo- and then losing, blowing saves. Get him, Brian Johnson. Yeah. So Brian Johnson somehow still got an invite to spring training. But it's a minor league contract. Gosh, he's dog shit. He still got an invite to freaking spring training after what he fucking did last year. I think the only kid that I really I like Hector I like Hector Velasquez myself. I think he's pretty good. He's fine. I miss Bobby Big Nuts Pointer. Yeah, Bobby Pointer was good. And then they got rid of the other stud. Um, Tyler Thornburg. Tyler Thornburg. But he was supposed to be. This is this is what I think might happen with this fucking whatever his name. And yeah. I'm not even trying to be funny. I just keep reading his name. Bruce Star. Bruce Star. Um, th- that Tyler Thornburg kid was supposed to be a goddamn stud. Yeah. He was ranked high. He was this, he was that. He is not good. Yeah. Dalton Furbush might be the only thing to save us at this point. Dalton Furbush. All right, time to get into it, guys. We are going to be discussing the greatest of all time, MLB catcher. Hold on, can I have a quick question still? I, yeah, you I guess. Him, you let him go up. Though. That's the rules, right? I still got my quick question. It's part of the, it's in the script. It's right there. I can read it. Don't try to skip over me. Uh, I got one universal question and a quick question for Joe and hope that Joe doesn't talk for 15 minutes on the subject. <laughs> Sound good? It's our podcast. All right, first one, quick one. Doesn't need to be long. Favorite active catcher in the in the major leagues right now? JT Realmuto. JT. Yeah. Salvador Perez, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Salvi. Sure. I like Big Salvi. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Buster's Buster's still. In the I forgot he was a World Series MVP. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I like totally spaced that. Yeah. Um, Joe, quick question. Oh. NBA trade deadline is Thursday. I'll keep it. I'll keep it real quick. Any chance the Celtics add anyone? No. Before Thursday. No. Is there anyone you would like to see them add before Thursday? Um, Giannis. Giannis and Tate Kumpo would be good. <laughs> That'd be a nice ad. I would take Thaddeus and Tate Kumpo at this point just to get the jersey. I'd go with Thaddeus Young. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now. Normally, the Celtics are in trade rumors constantly because of the amount of assets they have. have. And they don't do anything. They don't do anything with it? They have the Memphis pick this year. Memphis is winning, so that's not good. You know, it's fun. Yeah. They Clint Capella ended up going in that big deal today. And then um, I can't think. Uh, I'm not a you-need-a-center-to-win kind of guy, so I don't care. I've heard rumors that if um, Minnesota ends up waving Evan Turner, they might go for Evan Turner for bench support, and I love Evan Turner with all my heart. He's a lot cheaper when he's uh, waved. When he's waved, yeah. He's, <laughs> that's the reason they got rid of him was because he— He's so expensive. He's so expensive. The contract was stupid. It, it was, and he definitely did not live up to it. Which I, I was very sad when the Celtics got rid of Evan Turner. Now I'm like, meh, kind of worked out in the long run. So, Evan Turner. That'd um, be good. On a cheap. Quick thing for me, uh, I would love to get someone like an Alec Burks. He's uh, he's yeah. on a one-year, $1.5 million mm-hmm. contract. It's literally dirt cheap. He's a competent point guard who can score in bunches. He's on a Golden State team that doesn't have any aspirations of keeping him or doing anything positive with him. Would like to see us maybe try to make a run at a more experienced guy so we don't have to be playing someone like uh, Romeo Langford in the playoffs. Oh, Romeo. Okay. I like Romeo Langford. Um, uh, breaking news. Yep, I just saw that. Can I break this news on sure. the podcast? Um, Andre and Guadala to the uh, Miami Heat, and that is horrifying because Miami Heat are very good right now. Adding Iggy is going to be insane. 
Two years, thirty million. Wow. Extension too. Jeez. Interesting. 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 Oh, so a little bit of um, Iggy, uh, Andre Iguodala, and J Butt. Mm. All right. J Butt. J Butt. All right. MLB catcher. MLB catcher. Let's do it. Greatest of all time. Uh, normally, I let one of you guys start, but I'll start this time. I was going to say you have me start every time, and I'm never ready. Uh, number ten. We just talked about him, JT Romuto. All time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I did. This is my number ten. I'm, is, I'm not expecting it to go anywhere. This is already this is, starting is, in the most Mike's right way. This is the Ray from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I had her number like three. <laughs> uh, this is all time, and he is part of all time, is he not? I mean, correct me if I'm spot the lie. There's, there's no spot lie. The lie. He is he is currently alive and he's currently a catcher who's played yep. major league games. So uh, you're not wrong. He is one of the greatest catchers to uh, be playing right now. You guys are gonna like my fucking number ten then. Then you're gonna like my number ten. So uh, yeah, I'm I, like I said, we usually like to use some of our lower picks for some more fun, some of our own kind of favorites. He's a guy I'd love the Red Sox to have, and he's a guy that I think, uh, based on his body type, his performance, he could keep up his uh, his playing career and uh, continue to be one of the better uh, offensive catchers in the league. So, cool. JT Romuto, number ten. Who you got, Joey? Joey Big Nuts. Oh, shit. Did Sorry. not hear you say my name. Sorry, man. No stress. I never pronounce this guy's name, so I'm physically looking up how to pronounce it. You want to spell it? Yeah. It's, um... I'll just try to say it. Is it Caminola? Roy Caminola? Campanella. Campanella. That's on me. So, um... I put Roy Caminella. So, I had to dig, because, like, catches is really fucking hard. Because, like, the catcher position is really important to a lot of pitchers. But you don't get a ton of you don't typically get a ton of offensive stats from catchers typically, not like a JT or some guys we're gonna mention later on the list. Uh, Roy Campanella though, twenty five to thirty seven baby. Um, oh actually my oh did you want my actual number ten or my this number ten? Because my actual number ten was Blake Swihart. Damn it, that put, was my number ten. We're gonna put JT Romoto on this list who who Damn lives it. and breathes and has a heartbeat. Damn we're gonna it, put fucking the greatest catcher How'd that you never do was. That? Blake Swihart, baby. How'd you know I was going to do that, too? Blake motherfucking Swihart in the uh, minor league. Uh, spot the lie, uh, World Series champion, got traded, everything went south. That's uh, true. Fair. My number 10. <laughs> Roy Campanella, by the way. <laughs> my only active catcher on the list. Okay. Two-time World Series champion. Yeah. Yadier Molina. All right. I cannot say that this is my only active catcher on my list. I have two. I have three. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, Yadier Molina had to make my list. Guy's a stud. Still doing it. Uh, I still love watching him play. Uh, yeah, good times. Hey, I just think I want you guys giving me shit about JT, but I think he's one of those guys that five years from now you look back and like, yeah, he's a great catcher. Yeah, five years from yeah, now. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, but in the, and they'll never wish injury on anyone, but if he injures himself right now and never plays again, he's not even close to this list. Maybe not. No, not. <laughs> he hasn't done anything uh, He to was do number it. 34 on Ranker. That is deep, long away from this list. I mean. I feel like Blake Swihart was on there twice before that. No. Three times. Yes. Right. There we go. My number Jeez. nine, Roy Campanella. Yeah. Campy. Perfect. That's not the last time you'll hear his name on this list. Really? Oh, number man. one, huh? Got him on a triple. Mickey Cochran. Baby. I don't even know. Oh, no. I had him on my list. 
Okay, that's not that's not good. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Uh, cool. Yeah, that was uh, this is so this is a very uneventful list like so far because we're like just saying names and not saying anything about. It. I I got it right here. Give us some fun. Facts. My number nine, Gary Carter. Yeah, Gary Carter. Gary, Gary Carter, list. Montreal Expos, big guy. Little little low. Unfortunately, he's dead. Uh, what? Three hundred and twenty-four dingers. That's a lot of dingers for a catcher. Over th- yeah. over twelve hundred uh, RBIs. Uh, eleven-time All Star, World Series champ, three-time Gold Glove, five-time Silver Slugger, NLRBI leader, and his number is currently retired with the Expos, and he is in the New York Mets Hall of Fame. Wait, his numbers? No one else can wear an Expos jersey with his number on it. Yep, you're kidding. Yep, or Nationals. Yep. Does that happen? Yeah. Oh, the you... same team. It's just that's dumb. Just moved from one. City to another and renamed. Imagine your team sucking so much that you have to get sold. Joe. Oh. Nope. Mike. Wow, what a dick. Number eight, Yadier Molina. Hey, Yadi. Uh, Yadier Molina is one of those picture uh, pictures. Is uh, one of those catchers that uh, you know I remember kind of watching from when I was a young kid till now, and uh, thinking he looked like a gangster, could kill me. And I uh, was really always uh, rooting against him because he played for the Cardinals. And uh, we always played against him in the World Series for some reason. Yeah. So. Happened. So Yachty. So Yachty. Number, yeah, Lil Yachty. <laughs> Number eight. Joe. Number eight. The. Bill Dickey. Had Lil, to do it. Lil Dickey. Lil Dickey. On this list, he woke up in uh, Chris Brown's body. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, catcher for the uh, Yankees for a long ass time. He spent from twenty eight to forty three. Seventeen years with the uh, the old the old pinstripes. <laughs> I think I would have taken another Yankees catcher over him. First. I that Yankees catcher is on my list as well. No, that there's another one I would have. That taken Yankees him. catcher is like deep, deep, deep on my list actually. I was thinking Joe Torre, but Joe what? So I put Joe Torre before fucking JT Riamuto. Because he actually showed up on lists that were like in that top like 12. <laughs> so who's your number eight? My number eight. New York Yankees catcher. Joe Torre. Thurman Munson. Uh, <laughs> missed my list. Um, 292 batting average, 113 homers, uh, 701 batting average. He died when he was 32. What a oh, tragedy. Yeah. Died in a car, uh, an airplane crash, broke his neck, seven-time All-Star, uh, two-time World Series champ. His number's retired, uh, number 15 for the Yankees, and he was their captain for four years. Captain's a Unfortunately, man. a man gone too soon, Thurman Munson, before right. I was uh, alive. Uh, moving up to my number seven, I have Ivan... Not the only pudge on this list, Love. Rodriguez. Love. I would agree. Uh, 296 batting average. Mm-hmm. Played from 91 to 2001. Uh, 11, I mean. That's 20-year 20, 20 career. Yeah, just on his knees. Yeah, that's and he caught a majority of this. Yeah, he did. Uh, he's actually... Let's see... He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. What? And he is the 
active catcher leader for the most games caught, I believe. He passed. Solid. Uh, I think, yeah, he was the one that passed Carlton Fisk. You guys can fact check me if you want. Nope. I feel like he's... I, I trust you, Mike. I am um, trusting the guy with the multiple uh, electronics in front of him. Okay. Ivan Rodriguez, number seven. Ivan Rodriguez. A little low, not too bad, though. Okay, you're going to hit my number six. Buster Posey. Oh, that's my number six. Has to be. So Buster Posey, San Fran his entire career. He has played 11 years. He is a two-time world series champion. Greatest accomplishment, dealing with Pablo Sandoval's fat ass. <laughs> he, um, I think it's staggering that he has a three oh two batting average. I think it's pretty damn good. That's a great batting average. Fucking awesome. Catcher. Yeah. Um, he's sucked off 140 dingers a little like and catches don't hit dingers could, could have sworn you just said he sucked off I sucked off some dingers some just some big dingers took it off some dingers he has a point uh, he has an 826 OPS um, he's got a 79 billion war 79 billion war um, facts he's played almost 1300 games for the uh for the uh, San Francisco, um, splitting some time at the first base now, though. But that's good. He, he's got he's got to get off learned. his knees. A he's bigger, bit. bigger frame too. You know, I like Buster Posey. That's I Buster Posey a lot. He's one of those guys in fantasy baseball where if I'm like super desperate for somebody, he was really good. Like value wise, like two years ago, maybe it was last, yeah. maybe it was three years ago. Now he's like when you. You can't think of anybody good that's coming up in, like, round four or five, and you want to just be the first one to take a catcher. Three years ago, he batted 320, 284, 257 last two years, and we're calling that a decline. I would take that decline. Yeah. So, Buster Posey. Sweet. My number seven. Already been on both your lists. Roy Campanella. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Roy. Something you guys didn't bring up. Yeah. Uh, He also had to go through the process of being in the Mexican leagues and the Negro leagues before he even had the opportunity to play in the major league. So his stats aren't as crazy as everyone else's. But 276 batting average, 242 homers, 856 RBIs, eight-time All-Star in that short period of time. World Series champ, three-time NL MVP as a catcher. (sighs) His numbers retired 39 Dodgers. And he's currently in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Nice. And he looks like a really nice guy. We already spent a lot of time on my number six, Buster Posey. What? Joe just talked about him. Oh, man. We spent some time on um, Gare Bear, Gary Carter. Um, Did you always go over his stats and everything? Uh, Yes. You went over Gary's? Yeah. Was he the one that was retired by the Expos? Yes. No. Yes. I just hiccup so hard I forgot what I was talking about. What number are you guys on? Uh, this one I'm on six. 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 Sorry, I'm trying to keep track of points and then we'll have everything. Uh, okay. And what'd you have, Posey? Six. And what'd you have, Posey? Seven. Okay, perfect. That's what I thought. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, my number... Six? Six. Yeah. Uh, six. I, I always forget how to say this guy. His name Mickey Cochrane. I said Cochran. I think it's Cochran. Is it Cochrane? Probably yeah. is. Cochrane? It's Cochrane. Cochrane? Yeah, fucking Mickey Cochrane over here. <laughs> All right, uh, 320 batting average. That's a solid batting average for a catcher there, folks. Uh, played for the Athletics, the Philadelphia Athletics. Oh, wow. Uh, the Detroit Tigers. So we're going back a little bit here. 
Two-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ, two-time AL MVP. What? Good As a old catcher? Yep, good old Big Mickey. His name actually was Gordon Stanley, not Mickey. It was. You changed his name? To his nickname <laughs> was also Black Mike. Uh, wait, right. same guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's super white. What? Yep. Uh, Don't know why he's called Black Well, I'm just assuming back in the day, in like the 20s and the 30s, you might give someone a nickname based on their skin color. Yeah. Nowadays, probably not okay. No. Not the best. Uh, my number five, already on both of your lists, Gary Carter. No, Gare Bear. Big Gare. Uh, I decided to push him into that top five stratosphere based on the fact that he's got a retired number, uh, those career stats, uh, and uh, was a big part of the Expo's early success. So... Gary Carter, number five. Number five for Joe. Number five for Joe. Mike Piazza. Jesus, this is three in a row that he's had the next one that I've had. Because you're unoriginal. Um, I'm already named Dennis Piazza. Piazza, um, Hall of Fame in 2000. Mike Pizza Pizza in 2016 was put into the Hall of Fame. Um, His stats on baseball reference are all over the fucking place because of how many teams he played for. Because they try to, like, break it down by, like... What like oh this was his batting average just with his career line. I right? am like well that's what I was going for and then I got like I forgot to save it and then I went back to it and here I am. On the bright side, I think my next one might piss off some people. Yeah, is it, oh. I'm all about pissing people off. Yeah, JT Ramoso. Uh, his career batting average is three oh eight, four hundred twenty-seven yeah. home runs, Jeez. collective WAR of fifty-nine point six. Yeah, yeah. Did he four twenty something? Yeah, uh, four twenty blazing. Jeez. What a crazy stat. Mike Piazza. Mike Pizza. Um, That's my pizza. Pepperoni. He played with the Dodgers, the Mets, the Padres, the A's. Blue Jays? Mets. Mets? All play? sorts of people. Yeah, he played for some teams. He played with the Mets for like almost the longest out of all of them. Dodgers yeah, he's the one I remember him the most with. Yeah. Hold on, did he play for the Mets? Yeah. From 98 to 2005. Did he play for a team in New York? Um, oh, um, the Mets. Oh, the Mets. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I got a little confused there. Right, right. Number five, Lee. My number five. Red Sox hero, Too Carlton low. Fisk. Too low. Too low. I, and, hey, you homers can have your little homer dance Troy later. Troy Tulowitzki. Literally, don't mind being called a homer if it comes to fucking Carlton Fisk. Uh, 269 batting average. Another reason why he's a little lower. <laughs> Doesn't even get to the 270s, boys. What a loser. 376 on the dingers. Uh, 1,300 RBIs, roughly. Uh, 11-time All-Star. Yeah, you can do a little wavy thing. We're going to keep going. Uh, one-time gold glove, three-time silver slugger. Uh, Red Sox number retiree in 27 and, uh, For number 27 And then also for the White Sox 72 uh, He's inducted into the Hall of Fame Another thing I'm going to say here How many World Series championship rings did he win? Zero There you go That's another reason why he's lower on this list Got to be a champion in my opinion to be great Curse the Bambino And um, did you know in Andrew's eyes um, Alex Vertugo is a better left-handed hitter than Mookie Bats That's why we like him Yeah We've already been talking about you. Yeah. You know, 
I have a few more stats on him here that I'd like to share. Is he on Is your he list? next for you? No. Why don't you save, the, why don't you oh, save it? Save it, dude. It's what we've done for every pick Yeah, don't so blow far. your load now, dude. Jeez. All right, my number four was Mike Piazza. Yeah. Now, Joe. Mike Pizza. Pudge. Ivan Rodriguez. 21 years in the league. You guys know that Carlton Fisk was also nicknamed Pudge, right? Yeah. You are not wrong. Somehow, some way, Pudge had 127 stolen bases. He had in 1999. He, he stole quick. 25 bases. He was surprisingly quick. I literally shit my pants when I heard that. I was like, wait a minute. Well, I feel what? like catchers must have a decent idea of jumping on like yeah. being able to figure out when to jump for yeah. like yeah. stealing a base. Yeah. It's not their fault. They're slow and fat normally. Right. 296 overall batting average. Like Christian Vasquez. Christian Vasquez. Um, Christian Trashquez. 311 um, home runs. Um, I think we already talked about him. He was set number seven for a long gosh darn time. Um, and he was inducted in 2017. That took a Oh, wait. Uh, he played such a long career, that's why. I was like, wait a minute. It took it to 2017, but he played from 91 to 2011. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. And still, so sorry. he was inducted second year on the ballot. All right, uh, double shot time. My number no. four, Ivan Pod Rodriguez. Yeah, I'm not. Nope, not this time. That's all I got. Great. What, you guys, why, what, why, why do you have him up at number four versus my number seven? Just, just a quick question. That's all. Uh, who do you have in between for you? I have in between Yadier Molina and Buster Posey. No, no, who's like in, in between your four and seven? Like, who's ahead that we don't have ahead? So, like, who's for six, five, and four on your list? Uh, Buster Posey and Gary Carter and Mike Piazza. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I'm, uh, Buster Posey doesn't even touch my list. Um, his numbers are great, but, like, half the time he wasn't even a fucking catcher. He played a lot of first base towards the second half of his career. Like I'm not, I'm gonna have a hard time putting him ahead of someone like a Pudge Rodriguez, who that's all he did. Um, yeah, God, Mike. Gary Carter, he's great and all, but like, I mean, he's not like for me. Pudge Rodriguez was in my childhood. Gary Carter, unfortunately for me, was not. Um, and then your other one is Piazza. Well, Piazza's above him for me, so that's all I got. Uh, Piazza below. Pudge and I mean in, it's close for me for an argument I'm not I'm not dying on the hill if we had to switch them I would switch them but like mm-hmm. and this is where they landed on the list for me alright my number three Carlton Fisk really nicknamed Pudge and the commander which is really strange that my number three is Carlton Fisk Pudge weird the uh, the commander. He was called the commander because he was well known for how he uh, commanded his pitching staff. Could you imagine? Well, at the time that he retired, he did hold the record for most home runs by a catcher, and uh, most games played at the position. Both of these would be passed by Mike Piazza and Ivan Rodriguez. Um, he still he still holds the most years served behind the plate. Total uh, twenty four. Rookie of the Year, 72. 11-time uh, All-Star, three Silver Sluggers. He had a million MVPs, didn't he? Yeah. No, oh, no, that's where he finished in the MVP rating. Yeah. Fun fact, from New Hampshire. So not only 
did he play for our local team? He's from our home state. And then imagine how they felt in 1980 when uh, he ended up leaving and then finishing his career with more games with the, with the White Sox. Oh, it's whatever. It's been 14. I mean, we weren't even. I mean, I was four when that when he retired. Uh, just a quick thing. Uh, you both just said I was too low on Carlton Fisk, and you guys had him at three, and I had him at five. Too low. Is it really that big of a difference? Yeah, yes. you're outside of the top 100%. three, man. Come on. Yeah. You guys barely out of the top three. Don't worry. And right, and I and when you were talking about how great Carlton Fisk is, the two people that bumped him out of the top uh, three for me are right above him. <laughs> so uh, interesting. Oh, um, sorry. Ray is a top three Star Wars character of all time. You're not wrong in Mike's eyes. You're not. Spot the lie. Mike's watched, eyes are better than both you, mine and yours. You watched the movie. I she was, was great. Yeah, sure was. Kylo Ren was great. I like Kylo Ren a lot. Yeah, we literally just compared the two, and Kylo Ren wouldn't make my top. We're a Kylo Ren podcast now. Yeah. Oh, what's happened? Adam Driver's the man. He's right. the man. No lies. This sucks. He is a man. Joe, number three. Oh, you guys called to Fisk Lee. Who was your number three? My number three. We just talked about a second ago. It is Mike Pizza. Mike Pizza. Mike Pizza. Pizza. Uh... Well, uh, so are you saying that because he uh, passed the home run record that Carlton Fisk held, that that's what pushes him over Carlton Fisk on your list? Also, I I watched Mike Piazza play. I didn't get a chance to watch Carlton True. Fisk play. But this his is career. all time, man. I I get it, and both the people ahead of him, I did not man. have an opportunity to watch in real life. So I mean, it doesn't matter Remember all the way, but like Cy Young, greatest of all time pitcher. You put J T. Romojo on your list, and he doesn't even have the staff to fucking back up a top ten catcher. That's fun, man. Thank no, you. Thank you, <laughs> Joe. No, we always use the tenth one for like. A... I never have. That's why I bitch every time. Oh, I do it all the time. Cause it's never gonna make a, the final list if I'm the only one that has it at ten. Mm. Mm. And it gives us something to talk about. Mm. Banter. Mm. Number two. Yogi Berra. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yogi. All right. Jump on in, buddy. He's a catcher. What? Yeah. Are you sure? He also was a manager and a coach. Played 19 seasons in the Major League Baseball. Oh, horror. All but the last was for the New York Yankees. He's an 18-time All-Star. 10 World Series championships. What? More than any other player in Major League Baseball history. Oh, man. He had a career batting average of 285. He hit 358 home runs and had 1,430 runs batted in. He is one of only six players to win the American League Most Valuable Player Award three times and was elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1972. Sheesh! His managerial record was 484 and 444 for a good percentage of .522. Uh, fun facts. He homered in his first major league at bat. That you're always off to a great start when you do that. And he was in the U.S. Navy and served on a gunboat during the Normandy landings. D Day. Uh, you are 19. you are not wrong. I was getting ready to say that. 44. I guess that's why they uh, call him Gunboat. Uh, he also is a Purple Heart. What? Just like John Kerry. What a fucking stud. What a fucking stud. We love the Yankees now. Uh, right, too far, sorry. Too far. Is it me? Justice yeah. Winslow. I don't understand how... Yeah, I saw that. I don't understand how, like, you just point at me and you're like, yeah, go. You go next. Jesus. That's how it works. Johnny Bench. Oh. 
My number two. Oh, sorry. You want? I was gonna. Johnny Bench. I was gonna help out with you. Johnny Bench. Oh, great, cool. So Johnny Bench, um, Hall of Fame, obviously, uh, two-time MVP. He was a Rookie of the Year in '67. Uh, Fourteen-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, ten-time Gold Glove, World Series MVP. Um, he was Major League Player of the Year when that was a thing. Um, seven point seventy-five point two WAR. Um, in 7,658 at-bats, he had 389 home runs and uh, 267 batting average. Um, part of the Cincinnati Reds for a hot minute. By hot minute, the big red machine. Not just Kane. Also 17 years of that. Um, he ended up playing 2,158 games for the Reds. Um a lot of these catchers, which I think it's kind of cool that we're touching on, is the I think the catcher position was a lot more prominent from like the fifties to like the early nineties. I feel like the catcher position now is like a just put anybody out there as long as they can catch. In a sense, like because we're talking about how J T. Realmuto, um, Salvador Perez, is that what he says? Yeah, uh, I Salvador love Perez. Sal. Salvi. Um, I'm not saying Christian, but last season Christian was pretty good. Um, Gary Sanchez's fat face. I mean, all of these. I fucking hate him. Yeah, I do too. He's a fucking bomb. He might not even be in the majors next year. Um, th- these guys, um, they're good, but at the same time, people have been doing catches by committee for a while now. Like back and forth depends on the pitcher more than it does on. Oh, we need a great catcher. The wear so. and tear from the position is definitely real, and. Uh Players aren't built the same anymore. They're just not. They're not built like they they used to. You know. Um, would it surprise you if I told you I had Johnny Bench number one? No, we're not. Well, I think that's the only person you could have left to be there. Must not to be surprised. Um, a couple things that you guys didn't touch on. What did I touch on? ESPN called him the greatest catcher in baseball. And they, if ESPN says it, it's gotta be true. Uh, fun facts: In the 1980s, he was a commercial spokesman for Krylon Paint. And they had a memorable catchphrase, uh, catchphrase of, I'm Johnny Bench, and this is Johnny Bench's bench. Oh, boy. What a thriller. Uh, and after this turning 50, sucks. he was a part-time professional golfer and played in several events on the Senior PGA Tour. Part-time even professional ha- golfer. Even has a home at Mission Hills Gary wow. Player Course in Rancho Mirage, California. Pretty cool. Um, I think... As good as Yogi Bear was, the reason I had Johnny Bench is that he's just, uh, I think he was more important to the big red machine than Yogi Bear was to the Yankees. So I gave him the nod. I'm guessing you guys have Yogi Bear number one. Yogi Bear. Number one. Number one for all time. It was a, it was a toss-up for me, though. It wasn't like a Yogi Bear is a clear in. I just think that Yogi Bear very similar stats way more championships obviously because he was in that really dominant Yankee time and um better name um better name it's not even his real name I mean it is now yeah just quickly going back to this uh 18 time all-star 13 time world series champs including his manager stuff uh three time AL MVP uh, his numbers were great. Uh, 
there's nothing to really like put him too much farther ahead of all the other catchers, except for the fact that he won 13 championships. He also did it managing as well as catching, and he also did it as a coach. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that he did after the game of baseball was over for him as a player, uh, and that's why he's my number one. I think he had an impact on the position overall, too. No kidding. Isn't it strange that catchers always make great managers? Hey, there's a reason why they call a game. It's like a point guard in basketball. Well, we'll post this. Uh, sorry, actually, real quick, we got to get that final power ranking oh, here. So it's a good one. We're gonna take a quick break for the ad, and once Leahy's done with his magic, yep, magic, his wizardry, my uh, magical we'll be fingers, back with the final power ranking. All right, so we're back with the final power ranking. Andrew, hit us. Yeah, we're gonna hit you real quick, real hard, real fast. Number ten. Uh, Yadier Molina. Uh, number nine was uh, Mickey Cochran. Is that what we were saying? Cochran. 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 <laughs> Mickey Cochran. Mickey uh, Cochran. Eight, Ray Campanella. Number seven, Buster Posey. Oh. Uh, number six, Gary Carter. Number five, Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, number four, Mike Piazza. Pizza. Number three, just squeaking into that top three over Piazza by one point, Carlton Pudge Fisk. Uh, and then your one two was very close as we knew this before, uh, but because me and Joe had Yogi Bear number one, he is number one, and Johnny Bench is number two. Uh, it's a really, looking at this, it's a one two race, is, is a really close race overall, and I think three, four, five are all really close as well. So, some bits on personal opinion, some is just straight facts that me and Joe know what we're talking about. What are you trying to say? Uh, someone's the odd man out here, and it ain't me or Joe because we're both wearing glasses. Wow. Yeah, sorry. That hurts. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, we're going to post that online, let you guys uh, tell us what you think. Join the fan group. Facebook.com slash groups slash Goat Radio Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Goat underscore radio. Comment out the ranking. You can vote on any polls that we do. And we'll also ask some other questions, such as who's your favorite pitcher-catcher combo? Mm. Did you guys uh, put any serious consideration into Jason Veritek on your top ten list? No. No, and it's not because... And then Tech is probably my second favorite Sox player of all time. And it's nothing against him. It just... He doesn't have the stats that match up. Correct. We're a stats podcast. We are stats. We actually um, we only pick players and characters from Star Wars based on stats and facts. Yeah, correct. True. Next week we're going to be helping you set the mood right for Valentine's Day. Rank romantic comedies. That should be a fun one. Shout out to Eric Ballinger for the outro. You can catch him on iTunes and Spotify along with Spose and Go Radio. Please support us and the Age of Radio podcast syndicate by visiting ageofradio.org slash goatradio. Thank you everyone for listening and long live the